Hello and welcome to this week's episode of Peace Country Musical Artist Podcast. I'm your host, Rob Harcourt. Uh, this week we have another amazing musician on the line, so stand by and I hope you enjoy. Thank you. Today we have Greg Kuhn on the line. Say hello, Greg. Hello, Rob. How are you? Hey, not too bad, man. Not too bad. Um, so welcome to the Peace Country Musical Artist Podcast. Everybody knows, well, I, I don't know if everybody knows who you are, but... Uh, <laughs> Probably very few people know who I am. You've got a big listening uh, audience already, I hear. Congratulations, by the way, on the launch of this. I think it's an awesome deal. Well, thank you very much. Uh, yeah, I checked the analytics and it said uh, we're being listened to in four different countries now. Oh, awesome. That's great. Yeah. So let, let's begin. Uh, tell us a little bit about yourself. Well, I was born and raised in Hines Creek, uh, Alberta, and uh, living here ever since. Spent very little time away from this area. And, uh, yeah, I love it here. I love the people. And, and we're a pretty fortunate area as far as musicians go. There's always been a ton of musicians in this area and still is. Yeah, there there is a few of them around, isn't there? That's for sure. Right on. Uh, so how old were you when you first got the music bug? You know, I think it, it, as long as I can remember, really. Like um, my sister posted a pic on Facebook of me when I was like two or three doing a concert on our kitchen table for my aunt and uncle. So <laughs> I, I think I've always had it. And my mom used to put us kids in a, in a local Christmas concert every year. And we did different things in that concert. We had to memorize lines and do plays, and we did poems, and then, and then of course, we sang. And, uh, you know, got a taste of, of performing on stage and that applause from the audience. It doesn't, doesn't take much of that before you've got the bug. <laughs> oh, I hear you. Were you the only one that was musical in your family, or were your brothers and sisters involved in music as well? Well, as far as instruments, my grandfather played a fiddle. I, I don't. I remember him playing it a little bit when I was young, but he died when I was fairly young, so I don't remember a whole bunch. But my uncle played guitar, and he would come over, and my older sister, she sang all the time, and so I sang as well, and I always loved it. So uh, that's kind of the way we got started, and uh, yeah. Nice. So, obviously, your favorite genre is country, then? Yeah, traditional country, but I still, you know, I've got a, a, I still got a love for 70s rock, like southern rock in particular. I got a, a you know, a love for Leonard Skinner and the Allman Brothers and Marshall Tucker, that kind of thing. Yes. And, uh, and I've always been kind of a fan of Canadian uh, bands, too, like Guess Who and April Wine. When I grew up, like 70s rock, everybody was listening to. But all the dances around here, everybody danced country. So it was pretty much, you know, if you were playing in a band, you were playing country and just try and slide a little bit of rock in at the end of the night. <laughs> well, it seems to work. Everybody gets up at the end of the night, you know, if they, when they've had way too much to drink and woohoo. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> right. So when you were growing up, like, who was your favorite artist, or, or did you have a favorite artist or group? I would have to say, because I'm such a fan of vocal harmonies, 
and these guys are masters at it plus absolutely amazing musicians too the eagles uh, have always been one of my favorites and still are i hear you me and the wife we were just listening to uh the eagles hell freezes over when they did that uh dvd it was it was good oh yeah those guys are amazing like we when you listen to them do songs like seven bridges road like the vocal harmonies are just like wow what of this world makes the hair in the back of your neck stand up yeah so i've gone when they were still all alive i did get I, I did have the honor of going to one of their concerts and seeing them live and then i saw them again uh when vince gill was filling in uh as well and yeah if you ever get a chance to see the eagles it's not not one penny wasted going to see those guys so for sure. did you have an idol when you were growing up that uh made yeah, you want to play I, guitar or country kind of always idolized rob harcourt <laughs> so, <laughs> settle down now i'm gonna have to edit that one out oh <laughs> <laughs> uh, I, I you know i i listened to so many different artists when i was younger but I would say growing up, I always loved Gordon Lightfoot. Just for his lyrics, his songwriting have always been inspiring to me. Like I think he was ahead of his time when it came to writing lyrics for songs. Mm-hmm. You know, like uh, so. Yeah, that's that's one of the guys I really uh, admired when I was younger. Well, uh, who do you mostly listen to now? Oh. There's so many different ones, you know, like I got seven kids, so they're always sharing all their music. So I I listen to everything from 50s rock and roll to new country. Um, I I still like a lot of traditional country, like I listen to a lot of Keith Whitley. But some of the newer, different, you know, stuff that catches my ear, I've been listening to Coulter Wall lately. Oh, yeah. Uh, his his stuff is uh, really good. Like it's different, and his voice is so different, and and his sound is is so uh, I don't know primitive, I guess. And I really like it. It's right down to earth, and yeah. So listen to a lot of that, and I still my go tos are still Keith Whitley and Merle Haggard, and and I still listen to a lot of seventies rock. I still like to listen to Nazareth every once in a while. <laughs> Not Nazareth. <laughs> Perfect. <laughs> well, on, on your COVID videos, uh, you, you were doing a lot of older country, weren't you? Yep. Yeah, I got into a bit of a back and forth with a good friend of mine, Brent Irvine. And like when I was speaking about these bands from, from the Peace Country when I was young, there were so many of them. And, Brent uh, and his brothers and sisters were in a band called the Sundowners that I just thought were great. They, they were a really good band, uh, and you know we'd go to a lot of their dances. So one did, of the did, first bands I ever heard though was uh, the Comets, which was all the Bettinson boys, like um, Mickey and Terry Leonard and Murray Bettinson. Those yeah. guys were were amazing musicians uh, as well and, st- and you know I've, I've had the privilege of playing with Mick and Terry since then and you know just just great musicians so when you first saw these bands they're the ones that made you want to start your own band part of it was that yeah uh, I mean I've always wanted to, to like I said like from the, as long as I can remember I wanted to play but I went to a couple of wedding dances and saw the comics when I was just a kid and and sat on the edge of the stage all night, and I don't think I ever looked at anybody that was dancing. I was too busy staring at the guitars <laughs> and the amps and 
thinking, yeah, this is this is it. You know, we've played for dances too, you and I, and we've had kids sitting on the stage just staring up at everybody. Yeah, I, I think it's probably an ongoing thing. I'd like to think it is anyway, and, and if we can inspire some young kids, I mean, my my dream would be for all my grandkids to have a band. I would be like in seventh heaven if I. <laughs> oh, that would be awesome. Yeah, it would be. I'd like to go to that dance. Yeah, me too. You know, if I'm still hopefully, around. Hopefully I'm still around when it <laughs> happens. They're pretty young yet, but I mean, they're already, I've got some of them drumming and, and singing into the microphones every chance I get. So. Well, that's good. I mean, pretty much all of your kids are, uh, you've, you've had them singing or playing some kind of instrument, haven't you? Yeah, I've been, we, we've been blessed with our kids. Like uh, Carla and I raised seven kids and every one of them could play an instrument of some kind. And they all sing, and uh, they, they, not, not many of them are doing it in public anymore. But they they can. Like they're all pretty talented kids. Yeah, nice. So when you did start a band, what was the name of your first band? First band I was in was Mountain Dew, and it was with a good friend of mine, George Lungard, played bass, and uh, his wife played rhythm, and I played lead and vocals and her brother Doug Cox was on drums when we first started nice I guess and I'm kind of a hanger on because I was with Mountain Dew for probably I want to say 15 20 years maybe (laughs) but we went through a few different uh, musicians throughout the band George and I were kind of the steadies through the whole thing Um, eventually we had a better lead guitar player because I'm I'm not a lead guitar player, you know. <laughs> I, I I did as much filling as I could get away with, but and, which wasn't much. But uh, we had a few different guys play lead for us over the years, and then we always seemed to struggle to find drummers. I don't know, like drummers are uh, they're an odd sort, you know, hard to find a reliable one. <laughs> yes, we are very odd. <laughs> but after a while, you know, uh, um, I remember setting up out on George's deck and we're looking for a drummer and this guy named Rob uh, <laughs> come to try out for our band and and, uh, and we did a couple of songs and like we were trying to play it cool and we always had such bad luck with drummers so I remember George saying to, to you uh, yeah we're gonna we're gonna have to think about it and then about five minutes later we go uh, yeah, no, you're in the band. <laughs> <laughs> Sweet, yeah, I think and, that's been... And the, and the rest is history. You played with us until the band disbanded. I don't know how many years you, were you with us, Rob? Uh, I, think, I think it was just about 10 years. Yeah. Because, so. uh, yeah, I, I remember actually driving out there. Uh, I think I was, uh, I picked up Jackie on the way out there, and he was telling me, you know, uh, George, he's a hard man to play for, blah, 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 and all that good crap. Eh? So I'm like, oh, geez, really? Maybe, yeah, he doesn't like it when you play hard and loud, so you got to be quiet. And then you, you got to realize I had just moved back from Moose Jaw then, too. Mm-hmm. So uh, I just finished playing on the road. So, yeah, I remember that tryout. I remember after the first song, George goes, don't you know how to hit those things? So I'm like, okay, yeah, let's play the next one. I'll show you how to hit them. <laughs> and so I did. Yeah, you were pretty tentative the first song, but the second one you kind of busted loose there, and I'm like, oh, yeah, this is what we've been waiting for. <laughs> and, and it was good. So, uh, yeah, so 
we spent a long time together, you and I and, and George. And uh, man, I, I, I wouldn't trade those days for anything. We had a lot of fun. Oh yeah, <laughs> I agree. They were they were fun. A lot of dances, a lot of weddings. Yeah. Um, so, do you remember your very first gig? Oh yeah, plain as day. I was 15 years old. And George and I played for a friend of ours' wedding in the old Eureka River Hall up here. Mm-hmm. The, the hall's not there anymore. The new hall they built, uh, well, the new hall is old. So that's how long ago that was. I was 15 years old and we played for this wedding dance. And George had lined up, and here we go with the drummers again. George had lined up a drummer from Rycroft. And he, and believe it or not, the guy was a waterbed salesman. <laughs> 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 so anyway... We get playing the dance and we set up and everything and the drummer doesn't show. And we're like, oh my God. So oh no. we played the first half of the dance without a drummer. And then halfway through, the guy shows up and goes, sorry guys, I was in the middle of uh, making a waterbed sale. So I, you know, I couldn't leave until I completed the sale. <laughs> so we played second fiddle to a waterbed. So, you know, <laughs> but, but we got through the night and it all went well. So it was good. <laughs> nice. So, over the years, how many bands have you been in? Well, as I said, I'm kind of a long hauler, so I haven't played in a lot of different bands over the years, like considering that I'm, you know, well over half a century old. Uh, I started out with Mountain Dew, and like I said, I was probably 15 or 20 years with with different variations, but we, when we ended up, there was you and I and George and... Uh, uh, Jackie mm-hmm. Bean playing guitar for us, right? Yep. And then uh, after that, I started a, a band with Jamie Bettinson and Brent Clare and uh, and myself, and we had Corey Olson drumming for us, and we called ourselves One Way Rider. In that band, we probably played for, boy, had to be a good 10, must have been close to 10 years too. Quite a while anyway. Yeah. And then... Uh, Corey moved on. He wanted to kind of make a living at music. And uh, guess who we hired again as a drummer? Mr. Rob Harcourt, because uh, <laughs> that's who I like to play with. <laughs> it seems like a trend happening here. <laughs> so we did that for quite some time. And then the next band I played in was Cool Water. And that was that was actually a treat for me. We, I, we didn't play a whole lot of years. I would say must have been five five years, I guess, but it was with Jamie Bettinson and his dad, Mick, and Terry Bettinson and myself, and uh, to be able to play with those guys after, you know, you know, watching them them play all those years was just a treat for me, and they're, they're such great musicians, and we really had a good time, and played a lot of traditional country, you know, very, not a lot of rock, because other than, like, Mick likes 50s rock, too, so we did a little bit of that kind of thing, but yeah. Um, just, and, and honestly, after all those years of playing, when I played with those guys is when I really started to appreciate and learn the work that you had to put in for vocal harmony. Those guys are meticulous with their harmonies. Like we'd be working on a song and I think I'd have, you know, my part of the harmony just right. And we'd finish it. And Terry, he'd look at me and he'd put his fingers about an inch apart and he'd say, you were that close, Kim. That close. <laughs> but but they were a blast. We had a lot of fun, and uh, and yeah, and then after that, um, Mick and Terry decided they didn't want to 
play any longer. They've been playing for a lot of years, and they were we were ready to take a break. So then and Jamie and I were, were still wanting to play. So we started thinking about who we wanted to get back together with, and, and you and Brent were, were, were shoe-ins. And then we thought, well, we need a little bit of a different sound. And Jamie thought we should have a, a female voice uh, in the band because that's something we hadn't ever done. So um, we asked Tracy Jordan to come and play with us and called ourselves Big Guitar, and here we are. Nice. Current day, current lineup. Perfect. So <laughs> what's your favorite memory of while playing? That's a tough one, Rob. There's so many, after all these years of playing, there's so many different things that stand out. You know, when I was a younger guy, I would say I used to think some of the big acts that we opened for were really good memories. And they were good memories. Like, uh, over the years, you and I opened for Patricia Conroy. And then mm-hmm. uh, we opened for Chris Cummings and the Johnner brothers at one point. The Johnner brothers, by the way, were just like super nice guys. Yes, they were. So, uh, yeah, we were pretty fortunate to, to get to open for some of those acts. And I think Beverly Mahood we opened for once, too. Yeah, but, yeah, I think Rick Tippy was in there, too. Yeah, that's right, too. Yeah, I forgot about him. And uh, but, Aaron Pritchett. But as far as a favorite memory... Back when we first started Mountain Dew, George and, and I and, and his wife and her brother, we used to do a monthly dine and dance at the old David Thompson Hall. And I got to say that place holds a special place in my heart because it gave us our start. Like we had a steady gig there every month for I don't know how many years. <laughs> and they would sell that place out. And I remember the old hall, that floor literally would bounce when people was dancing you know like we you could sit on, on the edge and, and you could watch it <laughs> bouncing up and down you wondered if it was ever going to fall right through <laughs> but people had such a good time and i mean george and i and sharon and doug were learning our craft at that time but people were so you know gracious with with allowing us to to play and 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 i mean we weren't we weren't great when we first started you know we 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 were learning as we went and, and but it gave us a venue and a, and a way to to uh, to appreciate um people and crowds and and we learned to play to the crowd and, and sort of cater to the crowd because i mean ultimately without the crowd and the fans it doesn't matter what band you have you know you, you got to have the fans there and the, the dancers to, to make it a night and you could play perfect all night long but if you're playing to nobody <laughs> what difference does it make or... well exactly i mean so it, i think honestly my my fondest memories are the friends that i've made through music over the years and that's both other musicians that that we've met and played with at music festivals and whatnot as well as people that aren't musicians that that got us back to play dances over and over again around the country and we played we've we've played every little hall from here to high level <laughs> yeah it's pretty much well i get an actually past high level what's that town fort vermilion yep we played one dance up there on the well i can't really say i remember it i didn't realize it's you know like a five hour drive up there and uh we had a little white van and and doug and i had a bottle of whiskey with us and george <laughs> was driving well we got to fort vermilion to play for this wedding dance and Doug and I literally fell out of the van. <laughs> it was it was bad. 
Like I was, uh, we were into the second set before I really was very coherent as to what was even going on, <laughs> which, you know, to look back on it now, it's not really a proud moment for me, because, but it did teach me a lesson. And I realized that I owed the crowds that were paying us way more than that. Yeah. And, uh, and uh, so that it's not a fond memory, but it was a really good learning memory. And, and to this day, like, that I'm not, I'm not big on, I, I used to think, you know, the drinking would loosen me up and I'd play better. If you ever record yourself, you'll find out that that is really not the case. <laughs> <laughs> want to give them your best and uh, because they deserve it. Obviously, we know what you do in the band. You, you play guitar and you sing and do harmonies. Um, yep. Actually, I'm, uh, here's something that that uh, is new for me. I'm I'm actually trying to learn the bass. <laughs> I've ne- never ever knew how to play bass guitar, and uh, and I wanted to, so I uh, I've gone out to see my go-to. I went out to Jamie's dad's to Mick Bettinson's, and and he gave me a, a couple of lessons, and and I've been working on that. I'm not not great at it, but uh, but it's it's uh, I'm enjoying it. It's a challenge. I thought you were going so, to say you went out to Jamie's to learn, and you were teaching him how to play the six string. No, no. <laughs> I should though. <laughs> you know, I should get some pointers from him too, because uh, like the learning where everything is on the neck, that was no problem. But to actually hit the strings with your right hand properly, so that you get the right sound. Yeah. That's what I'm having the most trouble with, and I, I didn't think that would be the tough part, but it definitely is. So. Oh. I get, I, I've got a new respect for bass players after trying to learn it myself because, you know, it's I'm a bit of a tire fire, but I'm, I'm, I'm trying. <laughs> well, that's good. It's, good. It's, yeah. it's nice to diversify, right? Well, you never know. I mean, if, uh, if Jamie happens to, you know, happens to get pregnant and has to leave for, <laughs> for a little bit, you know, somebody's got to take over playing the bass, so I thought I'd better at least have the basics. <laughs> or, or maybe he gets uh, stuck on a, in a sail of a motorbike or something and he can't make it on time to a dance. <laughs> that's right. <laughs> it's all about making sure the show goes on. <laughs> <laughs> that's right. The show must go on. A couple more questions. Um, if you could play for one famous person or band, which one would it be and why? If I could play, like do a, just a song with them, you mean? Or? If, if you could play like, a, yeah, one or two songs with, the, with a famous musician, who would it be and why? You know, uh, I th- that's a good question. I've never really thought about that. But I think if, if I had to make a choice, it would be a toss-up between the Eagles and Gordon Lightfoot. Gordon Lightfoot, just because, to me, he's such an icon and... I don't know if you if you ever YouTube anything by Gordon Lightfoot, but if you look up his BBC um, Gordon Lightfoot live on BBC, it's like a it's like a one hour show, and there's just him on a he's playing either a twelve string Gibson, and then he switches out to a six string Martin every once in a while, mm-hmm. and he's got Red Shea playing a, an acoustic doing the picking and a bass player, just the three of them. It's amazing how they sound with just a three piece like that. And uh, the, the finger picking that that red shade does, it's amazing too. But I think if I had a chance to play uh, and sing with, with him, I, I would be, uh, I would be a pretty happy guy. And I mean, he's, I grew up idolizing him and he's still playing concerts, that guy. 
don't know how old he is. Like he's got to be 80 some and just still, still on tour well, until COVID hit. But yeah. Yeah. He's still giving her. Well, he's like the rest of us now sitting at home. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> nice. So if there is one thing that you could go back and do over in your musical career, what would it be? Um, I think I, I wish I, it's more of a wish than something I could do over. I wish I would have spent more time writing because I enjoy writing, but I'm really, I guess, hard on myself. And uh, I've got a few songs that I've, I've worked on and I'm never, ever happy with them. So I just, you know, I have, I've, I've kind of not spent the time on it that I should have. Mm-hmm. And I should have collaborated more with people because uh, I've done a few songs with Mickey and Jamie and, uh, and really enjoyed it and, and, uh, and was happy with the content because, you know, where, where you're maybe having a block, somebody else picks up and I can see why like writers in Nashville work together on songs all the time. It just makes so much sense because everybody's got a little different perspective and something that you never thought of. The next guy it just comes to him and it's like, oh, wow that's just perfect right so, oh yeah bounce ideas yeah. off each other brainstorm all that good stuff like and and maybe to record them once you had them written that's something i'd like to do too like uh, with, with what brent irvine's doing there with his songs now that's just awesome I, i've been i've been uh, listening intently to everything that he's been doing and, and wow it's, it's that's some good stuff there yeah I've, I've heard a couple of them they're actually not too bad thank you very much for joining me this evening greg and it's uh I hope you enjoy the rest of your evening, and hopefully one of these days we can all get back together and do some jamming. For sure. It's been an absolute pleasure. I mean, if we can't play music, it's I'm always up for talking about it. Well, there you go. <laughs> you can interview me another 25 times if you want. So. Well, if I need to do a follow-up one, I know who to call. Yeah. And I will, uh, I'll see if I can find that picture of me at two years old doing my tabletop sessions there and uh, post it on Facebook for you to see there. Uh, That would be awesome, man. (laughs) (laughs) All right, you take care, my friend. Right on, Greg. You too, buddy. That's it for another episode of Peace Country Musical Artist Podcast. I'm your host, Rob Harcourt, and join me next time when we interview another amazing musician from the Peace Country. Thank you, and bye for now.